Stars for the People Astrology Podcast for the weeks of January 17th and January 24th, 2011. I'm going to apologize in advance um, for any little uh, noise glitches you might hear. I am on the road in St. Augustine, Florida right now and um, sharing a rented space with Baby Hawk, age 8 months, Grandma and Grandpa, and uh, it's kind of a chaotic, unpredictable environment. So I'm doing a little gorilla recording here with my little handheld recorder. So please excuse any bumps or uh, you know thumps or things like that that you hear. But in this podcast, I want to talk about the entry of Jupiter into Aries, which happens on Saturday. And let's see, that would be Saturday the 22nd of January. And I also want to talk about the shootings in Arizona real briefly. I haven't had a chance to address that as I've been on the road. And then talk a little bit about the cancer full moon that's happening on Wednesday the 19th and why I think this is such a cool thing that's coming up. So, you know, let's talk about um, the shootings in Arizona. There's uh, one of the sanest things I think I've read about that came not from an astrologer or a spiritual teacher, but from one of my favorite pro football writers, Peter King, over at Sports Illustrated. And he took some time out in his column last week and said, I'm not really a political commentator, and I, I pretty much avoid that sort of thing. You know, they pay me to write about football, not about what's going on in the world. But if this should teach us anything, it's that, the level of discourse in this country, we can't afford the level of hatred that people are casually throwing around at each other, whether in person, on the radio talk shows, you know, on the talking head TV shows. And I really, you know, I'd like to jump in and second that and say, um, you know, there's all these TV and Hollywood industry-funded studies that purport to show that violence on television doesn't actually, can you know, decondition people to violence and and all of this stuff. And you know, let's just face it, we know that's nonsense, right? We know that if you see people, I mean, I, I watch TV every once in a while, and Jenny and I have been watching the uh, reimagined Battlestar Galactica series over the last few weeks or months on Netflix and at Blockbuster. And before that, I was really into Lost for a while. You know, I really enjoyed the psychological um, suspense and, and, and I, I, being, you know, me being who I am and thinking the way that I am, I enjoy watching these shows to um, sort of study the psychology of the characters and, and see which archetypes are coming through any given character at any given time. But one of the things that disturbed me about both of those shows is, and I, and I know that, you know, just from seeing the occasional minute or two of television at somebody's house or from seeing, you know, previews, things like that, is that the level of violence that these people, these characters on TV take and then keep on ticking just keeps escalating and keeps escalating. And it really seems like we've gotten to the point where, you know, it's not enough of a thrill for somebody to get punched in the face. 
they have to be punched in the face, you know, repeatedly. And I don't know if you've ever been in a fight, but I have been in one or two fights in my lifetime. And I can tell you that just one good solid punch to the face is enough to incapacitate most people. And it's enough to make you hurt for weeks afterwards. You know, if somebody gets a good shot in on you. And these people routinely on these TV shows are taking these just uninterrupted, full-fledged, you know, not even just with fists. They're being hit with gun gun butts and, um, you know, with like, sticks and bats and, and things like that. And, of course, we're being deconditioned to violence, you know. And uh, I'm sure that this guy was mentally ill or, you know, even if you look at the pictures of him, um, he definitely looks like he was possessed by several entities, more than one entity. And then you read, you know, the accounts of his classmates and things like that. I mean, obviously, he was disturbed and, you know, in an ideal world would have gotten some serious mental health assistance a long time before this happened. But to absolve ourselves of all blame and say that, you know, the things that we condone and encourage and what we call entertainment have no effect on the children of today is just, you know, it's just a flat-out lie. And I think one of the things that this is trying to teach us is that we cannot afford to subject our kids to this kind of violence. And that, you know, when we watch the news and we watch these shows, especially when we watch them uncritically, but let's face it, TV is designed to suck you into, you know, to put you into an alpha brainwave uh, trance. So one of the things that I'm doing with the words premium program is that we're using trance states that can be accomplished by brainwave entrainment technology, by hypnosis, by music, by rhythmic sounds, to get ourselves into the alpha and then even the theta levels of the mind so that we can reprogram ourselves in a positive way. Because when you get to those relaxed, imagistic, trance-like mind levels, it's very easy for the programming to sink into your subconscious mind and really take root there. And that's what TV does. So even if we tell ourselves that we're being critical, you know, uh, entertainment consumers, there's really a limit as to how critical we can be because the television programming, the rhythmic flickering lights and, you know, even the way things are filmed, the musical score, et cetera, is all designed to bypass the critical faculty of the mind and go straight into the programming level of the mind. So, you know, I think one wake-up call from that event is we need to stop lying to ourselves about the choices that we're making. You know, as I'm watching some of this violence on, on these, these two series that I've really gotten into, I know I'm making a trade-off. You know, I'm learning about the archetypes. Um, you know, I'm entertaining myself. But I also am conscious of the fact that I am absorbing these images of violence and that ultimately that's not healthy for me. The other thing that really struck me about this event and, and um, I think Peter King is absolutely right about this is that we've gotten so polarized as a populace that we take it for granted, you know, that whatever side you're on, it's okay to hate Obama and to curse Obama. You know, and whether you're cursing him by calling him a bleeping communist or, you know, attributing these things to him that, 
you have no way of knowing, you know, that whether or not he's thinking these things, um, accusing him of trying to steal from you or, or whatever, you know, of trying to take away your freedoms. And then the same thing that the, um, that the liberal half of the country did to George Bush, you know, hating George Bush. And I've talked about this before, so I won't belabor this too much, but, you know, we need, I think part of our responsibility is if we want to create a better world, you know, A, this is how it happens. We need to think better thoughts and we need to, to use our word of power to communicate better realities, to affirm better realities. But part of that is not condoning the hatred of the people that are around us. You know, and it's like, I mean, I think of, I'm thinking of a couple people that I know that I've known for years and years, and, and you know, they think Obama's a socialist and he's taking away all of our freedoms as Americans. And, you know, they don't see that this same pattern has been going on, whether we have a Republican president or a Democratic president. It's all the same, right? It's the same corporations and the same wealthy people that sort of control everything. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my behavior and, and you get tired of telling these people, hey, you know, that hatred's only hurting you. But I do it. And I don't do it every time, but I'm making a point of doing it. And, you know, I feel like that radical honesty is something that as people that are purportedly a little bit more awake than some of our fellow humans and that are really dedicating ourselves to waking up and to creating a better world, you know, that involves not giving um, a comfort zone to people who are spewing hatred, you know, and that involves communicating to them, hey, you know what, I don't want to hear you talk like that about anybody. It's okay for you to have those feelings, you know, and if you have those feelings, you obviously need to do some work on that. You need to express them. You need to find a healthier way of expressing them. But don't do that around me and don't do that around my children, please, because that's not the world I want to live in. Um, there's a great ebook out on the internet. It's called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. And, you know, if you, it's one of the sort of proto self-help textbooks written, I think, before Napoleon Hill's books, or, or right around the same time. But one of the things that Waddle says is that, and, and I look at that book, you know, I mean, it's written in the language of money and of acquiring things, and that's fine. There's an important side of that. But when I read that book, and, and it's been very influential on my thinking, I look at it as the science of getting rich is the science of being a productive human and the science of uh, or realizing our human potential and becoming all that I can be unveiling my soul mission and moving into my soul mission. But one of the things that Waddle says is that, you know, I don't have the text in front of me, but he says, you know, pay no attention to stories of suffering and of victimhood and of misery and of people, you know, just having all of these horrible, tragic things that, that this basically that's everything on the news, right? Wallace says, don't give that any mind. Focus on the things that are good, because whatever you focus on will come more into your reality. And you can't help the victims of tragedy by going into their tragedy with them. You can only help them by being the best person that you can be. 
you know, in honoring the memory of people like the people who were killed in this Arizona shooting, honoring their memory by saying, let's create a better climate. Let's create a better media sphere. Let's create a, you know, and this all starts by starting where you are and starting in your family and starting with the people that you work with, starting with the people that you communicate with on a daily or a weekly basis and saying, I'm going to create a better logosphere. Because, you know, we really are at the point where we're not playing around anymore. I mean, we are going through a major, major transition in the way we do business as a species, in the way we operate, the way we structure our lives. And we can make this Armageddon or we can make this a really intense transitional period, but where we're developing other resources and better ways of doing things, better ways of being together in community. And that, to a large extent, that part of it is up to us, what we do. So let's use this, you know, let's use this as an impetus to really talk about our lives in better ways, to uh, use our word of power with integrity. also like to look at Jupiter moving into Aries on Saturday. So as soon as Jupiter moves into Aries, it moves on top of the world horoscope. So the Aries point, zero degrees of Aries Cancer, uh, Libra, Capricorn, the cardinal signs. And this is going to bring back flashbacks of that cardinal climax energy that we were dealing with last year, in June, July, and August especially. But bringing it back in a very positive way. Now, as Jupiter shifts from mutable water sign Pisces. So the mutable signs are very flexible. They're flowing. They tend to be a little bit attention deficit disorder, disordered um, when it comes to the material world. And the water signs are emotional signs. And so Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces. So very strong spiritual, um, compassionate connection kind of energy with Jupiter and Pisces. As Jupiter moves into fire sign, cardinal fire sign Aries. So the fire signs, creativity, passion, inspiration, leadership, boldness. And then Aries, the initial sign of the zodiac, the cardinal signs are initiating. So with Aries, there's always the desire to start something, to get going, to get moving, moving forward. Jupiter is going to really stimulate this energy of let's do something about this, whatever this is. And, you know, another, so making a transition from the Arizona shootings and the level of discourse that we have in this country to that Jupiter shift is there are a lot of people that are very fed up, you know, and that are blaming, um, that are not taking responsibility for their lives, that are blaming the government or blaming the Democrats or blaming the Republicans or blaming the gays or the Christians or the Muslims or whoever. And... This Jupiter in Aries, Jupiter expands everything. So it's going to expand this urge to get out there and start something and do something. And again, we want to be careful what we're focusing on because there is this need to be innovative. There's this need to take risks. There's this need to move into new territory. But let's do that in a way that has integrity. Let's move into creating something better as opposed to reacting against something that we consider negative. Because one of the, you know, if you think of one of the basic, the seven hermetic laws or one of the basic operating principles of 
this reality that we live in, it is that like attracts like. So for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And when we put out negative energy and direct it towards something that we hate, we're actually only stimulating, we're feeding energy into that thing that we hate or that we disagree with. So that's something we really want to pay attention to. The great thing about Jupiter and Aries is that it's going to reward us for taking positive actions, for taking, going beyond what we've allowed ourselves to experience before, going beyond our limits. I look at this as a very positive energy. We'll talk much more about this as we go on into the year. Uranus, which is the awakener, the energy of shock, surprise, revolution, sudden destruction of the old in order to wait, make room for the new. Uranus moves into Aries in, in the middle of March, and that's, gonna, that's really going to be the next turn of the wheel for that cardinal climax energy. But I also think a lot of positive potential from that. So just want to put that on your radar. Jupiter is changing signs. It's a pretty big shift. Jupiter spends usually about a year in each sign, so uh, we're definitely going to feel that as the desire to get moving. And then last but not least... I really feel like the Cancer Full Moon on Wednesday the 19th is just a beautiful, lovely energy. It's 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 always, um, you know, you look at the charts and you look at the energy lines and say, okay, this looks challenging and this looks positive. And um, ultimately, I just, you know, ask my higher self, ask my intuition to guide me. How is this moon going to play out for most of us? And I just keep getting the feeling that this is going to be very positive. Now, I know that this full moon happens in the USA's first house, and it roughly opposes, or actually pretty closely opposes, the USA's Pluto and Capricorn. You know, so there's very much of an image. And if you recall a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, um, I was talking about, or I guess maybe this was in the newsletter, talking about, having transiting Mars and Capricorn being conjunct the USA's natal Pluto and how I was really feeling that that was going to be an internal wake-up call rather than um, an external thing like a terrorist attack or something. And, you know, I guess the guy in Arizona um, shooting everybody up sort of qualifies as that internal wake-up call. Well, this full moon in Cancer on Wednesday in the very last degree of Cancer opposes the United States is natal Pluto, so triggering that same point. This, What this should do is bring us a realization about who we are, about what we need to do to nurture ourselves, and about what we really need to do to create security for ourselves in the world that's changing so rapidly. So the U.S. is natal Pluto in its solar seventh house. Seventh house is relationships. You know, occasionally when that Pluto gets triggered, we, we seventh house, first house relationships, seventh house, first house is the self and identity. We have to call into question our identity based on the way the rest of the world sees us or reacts to us. And with this full moon, I see that as being, um, as being, you know, there's a shift that's going on, and we need to realize that our place in the world is changing and that we can no longer afford to to um, count our security or, or base our security on the fact that we have bigger weapons than yours. You know, our guns are bigger than yours. Our security has to come internally, and it has to be 
if we want to move through this transition in a positive way. It has to be based on who we are as emotional beings, not on how much we can cling on to the wealth and the status and the superiority over you know, the uh, financial and military superiority that we've created over the rest of the world. On a more individual level, this full moon, uh, as I wrote in this week's horoscope column, this full moon triggers the eclipse point of July 21st, 2009. So um, I see this as happening in a really beautiful way because this moon it has such a, an exact down to about a 120th of a degree trine to Jupiter and Pisces, which is a very, very positive spiritual energy. I see this as bringing us some kind of wonderful realization is on tap for everybody on the planet if you're open to it this week about what it means to nurture yourself, what it means to honor your emotions, and how this connects to the fact that we are all one and that if I take care of my emotions in a positive way, if I nurture myself in a positive way, I'm actually creating better health for the entire planet. I'm actually leading helping to create a world where things like poverty and sickness and warfare and destruction can actually be phased out. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen this week, but I am saying that there's a realization on tap that we recognize that what I'm doing with my emotions corresponds pretty much exactly to what is happening in the planet as far as pollution, as far as war, as far as all these bad things. And that if enough of us take charge of our emotions and really take charge of creating a better internal environment, then eventually the external environment has to shift. I hope you found this useful and enjoyable. I hope the sound quality hasn't been too rough. And until um, right around the beginning of February, this is Astrologer DK Brainerd saying, may you go with the stars. <laughs>